The following podcast is not affiliated with the developers who have created the games being reviewed. The reviews are solely the opinions of the hosts to be used to make an educated decision on what games to download and play. Hello gamers and welcome to Budget Arcade, the number one free-to-play and indie gaming podcast in the world. I'm Scott, and if you hadn't noticed, this is an off-week episode and Mark is no longer here. Well, no longer on the off-week episodes, that is. Mark has decided that uh, he wants to take a break from it, so that will leave the reins with me. And after much deliberation, I've decided that I'm going to go through some indie games that are available on Game Pass. And so this week... I went and played a game called Infernax. Infernax is developed by Berserk Studio and published by the Arcade Crew. It's available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Microsoft Windows. This is a platforming, side-scrolling, Metrovania-style game. It does feature pixel-style graphics. Paywall. This game does have a pricing point of $19.99 on all available platforms. Um, they also had a limited run game series uh, for a physical copy of the Switch version, which retailed at $34.99, but is no longer in stock. Gameplay. As I said, this is a side-scrolling Metroidvania-style game. It is very similar to like a Castlevania, a Simon's Quest type of game. Uh, you play as a harrowing adventurer, pretty much like a king from what the story gathers. Come back to your home after uh, being out and about and finding that the land has been plagued with uh, demonic powers. Uh, your first encounter is actually a man who's stricken with demonic, uh, a, a demonic type of thing coming over him, and you are given a choice to either help him or kill him. You do get a lot of these choices throughout the game. Also, it is noted that this game is a mature game, contains a lot of blood and gore. As you hack and slash your way through the game, it's just there's blood spewing out everywhere. This is not recommended for our younger listeners um, without your parents' discretion, of course. But as you do transverse through the levels, you gain powers that will help you reach new areas within the game. Also, unlocking uh, different areas. As you play the game, you figure out that there's a castle that all this demonic power is coming from, and you have to beat different areas to be able to break the seal on the castle door to be able to get in and complete the game and fight the final boss on that. As I said previously, there are choices throughout the game where you are given a couple different things that you can choose to do. And these choices do affect the gameplay later on in the game. 
for example, at late, like probably about 20 minutes into the game, I approached this band of, uh, I guess like bandits or not bandits, but hooligans that were outside this guy's house. And he asks you to get rid of them. Whereas the bandits ask you to uh, help them uh, infiltrate his house. And you get that choice um, also if you choose to get rid of them, but then they ask you to drink with them, and then you decide to drink with them, The uh, his house gets overrun anyways. But because of this, like, if you help him, he gives you, a, he sells you a spell, which is a pretty decent spell. However, if you help the bad guys, they sell you a different spell that's almost more powerful, but a lot of times there's, you know, there's if you want to do that spell, that's what you can go for. Um, but like the other spell is just as powerful, but different. Um, and it also really just, it reshapes the way you play the game because you have all these different choices that you can make. There's a point in the time where guy in the game asks you to bust open a dam and he'll give you a reward. Well, you can ber- break open the dam. He gives you pretty good reward but it also floods this town that you're in, or that he's in, and all the lower level of the town is no longer accessible. And I'm pretty sure all the people that were down there died as well. But yeah, there's things like that where different choices in this can change the outcome of how the game is played and how like items that you'll end up getting or items that you won't be able to get otherwise. There are five main bosses in this game that you have to defeat to be able to break all of the seals to get to the final boss, which is the final and sixth boss. Uh, Each boss, as you defeat them, there's a stone that has to be shattered, and a corresponding stone on the seal at the castle will be shattered as well. Once you get through all five of these bosses, the way to the castle is opened up, and you can jump through there and, and end up fighting the final boss. This game is pretty hard to um i've gotten to a point where i'm almost stuck because of the way the level is made that it's hard to transverse without dying enough times that i can't get to the boss yet i've gotten through all the rest of that area except to where the boss is and every time i try to go there it's it's almost near impossible for me to get to if you ever remember if you played the original castlevania's um, levels that had like gears that you had to walk on and as you're walking on them they're spinning but you've got all these enemies that are jumping at you or flying at you um, think if you've ever played Castlevania think of the gear levels with all the Medusa heads floating at you and you're trying to transverse those areas to get to where the boss is without dying well that's where I'm stuck basically in this game instead of Medusa's though it's these uh fishmen that keep popping out of the water and trying to attack me again though as you transverse each area you do unlock different powers um powers that can boost you up to be able to get to higher levels powers that allow you to break uh destroyable walls to be able to get to other areas as well um a lot of things like that there's power-ups um actually as you play the game every enemy that you defeat you gain experience points And those experience points can be used to level up your character at the uh, save points throughout the game. Um, There is three different areas that you can level up. You can level up your player's health, his attack, and his magic. 
He's get, got a health bar as well as a magic bar. And as you get hit, of course, you will lose health. Um, but as you level it up, you gain more health to be able to continue to fight. There is uh, armor upgrades that you can get, which reduces the damage that you take as you're being hit. Um, there's weapon upgrades that increase the damage that you do as well, which is interesting because not only do you get weapon upgrades, you also get the ability to upgrade your power, which greatly increases how much damage that you do to each of the enemies. As I said, there are spells, there's different spells, there's like shield spells, there's life tap spells, there's spells the rejuvenate your health. Honestly, I have only unlocked a handful of spells so far, but I imagine there's a ton more out there. Um, there are hearts that you can uh, up uh, that you're able to purchase throughout the game as well, and a heart is basically like an extra life. So if you die, so actually when you first start the game, you have zero hearts. So if you get killed, that's it. The game is over. You can restart and restart at the last save point. Um, there are two different types of restarting, obviously, though. You've got one, the classic restart, which you lose all the gold and the experience points that you had gained up until that point. Or the uh, other restart is where you keep a portion of that experience points and gold, but you can never go back to the classic restart style. Replayability. This game, I would say, is pretty highly replayable. You have all the different choices that you could do to be able to get different spells. Um, you can decide to go different ways, start at different castles. There are There is kind of a linear approach to it with some of the castles because you cannot get certain abilities unless you go into certain castles first. So you kind of have to do one castle and the next castle and then so on and so forth. There isn't really a whole lot of direction as to where you're supposed to go. You can go back to the church in the hometown and speak to the priest there, and he will give you a hint as to where you're supposed to go next. But that's about all of it that you can do. Um, there are a ton of quests that you can do throughout the game, um, and some quests are doable for like certain things, but if you do the... I guess so the inverse of it, like, for example, the guy that I was talking about earlier in the episode where you've got the bandits outside of the house and then you've got him in his house. Well, you can either do the bandits quest or you can do his quest. You cannot do them both. So you have to pick and choose which quests whenever you've got those type of things that you want to do. Also, those bandits have a quest to destroy the uh, church's tome. And I... I have not taken that quest yet. I don't know if I want to go down that dark path in this in the, my first play yet. But I think whenever I go through for a second play, I'm, I might do that quest. And that's the other thing. It's like this game is very replayable because you can do those types of choices, whether you're not, you know, oh, you know, maybe this go around, I'm not going to destroy the dam. So I'm not going to get that, uh, the gold from that guy. Or you can go completely dark and just like, you know, destroy the priest's tomb, destroy the dam, uh, break into the church's coffers and steal all the money from that. So there's like some darkness to it that you can do, or you can go the completely righteous path and, you know, uphold your, your honor throughout the game. Um, I don't know if there's a speedrunning aspect to this game, but I imagine that there could be. 
especially because there's kind of a, a soul's approach to knowing how bosses move and being able to counteract them in the right way. So that, that much makes it even more replayable. So if you can manage to memorize how bosses are fought, then that could increase how quickly you can be able to defeat them. So that could, you know, generally you could do like a speed run type of thing with this type of situation with this game. Judgment. I do recommend this game. It, it is going to get my seal. Obviously, it's not going to be a full budget arcade approved seal, but it is. I am going to approve this for myself. If you like the Metroidvania style games, the platformers, I, I know you'll enjoy this type of game. I know Namek won't enjoy it because this is not his bag. And he's stated so numerous times. Um, I noticed that uh, Jeff had played it on Xbox a while back, but it was very briefly. And I don't think he very, I don't think he got into this game very much. So it probably would not receive his seal. And knowing Mark, since he hates, uh, you know, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo-esque style graphics, Mark would completely hate it. So it probably wouldn't get his seal either. So, I mean... It is approved for me, but not for those guys, I'm sure. But obviously, I can't speak to what they would say. I know this has been a short episode, but I didn't expect too much being solo and only trying to get a you know brief rundown of this game, not being able to get multiple sides of how p- different people feel about the game. But if you want to get at us and tell us how you feel about this game, you can do so on any of our social media accounts. It's Budget Arcade. You can reach out on our t- uh, Twitch. It's budget ar- uh, twitch.tv slash budget arcade podcast, as well as TikTok at budget arcade podcast. You can email us if you have any questions or any recommendations for games um, at show dot, sorry, show at budget arcade.com. You can join our Discord through our show notes, and we have a rousing community in our Discord. We have a uh, daily posts on all of our Wordle games as well as our Wordle-like games. If you happen to listen to last week's episode, you can hear about all the games that we're playing and posting about in there. Um, We have an exclusive Patreon channel for those Patreon subscribers, and if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, you can do so at patreon.com slash budgetarcade. Our music is provided by Stimage, and you can download his music at metroidmetal.com. If you'd like to purchase a t-shirt from us, you can do so at the link at our bottom of our show notes. And game on.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.